So what if instead of focusing on trying to figure out alcohol, you tried to figure out yourself. You learned how to do all of the things that you think alcohol is doing for you, but better. You tapped into really understanding what the messages from your body meant and how to use your emotions to your advantage and how to really expand your desires to get what it is you finally really want and have real, lasting, sustainable pleasure. That is possible for you, and it is all available to you in the self-study course, The Naturally Sober Woman. It is everything that I teach my one-on-one clients, but it is compact for you, lifetime access on demand at a super affordable price available to you right now. You're going to go to my website, marywagstaffcoach.com, right there. It'll say self-study course or follow the link in the show notes right here. Get in there. One short video, just the welcome ceremony. There's a commence, a beautiful commencement ceremony that really anchors you into your intention for wanting to make this change into your life will change your life forever. It'll put you on a trajectory of new possibility because the bigger your desire is, the easier it's going to be to say goodbye to alcohol. So go on over to my website, get inside of the Naturally Sober Woman, and I will see you in there. Welcome, welcome. My name is Mary Wagstaff. I am a life coach who ended a 20-year relationship with alcohol without labels, counting days, or ever making excuses. In this podcast, we will explore my revolutionary approach to quitting alcohol that breaks all the rules, amazing stories from women who are throwing a better party because of it, and how you can stop drinking and start living. This show is not a substitute for rehabilitation, medical treatment, or advice, so please talk to a health professional if your alcohol consumption is a risk to your mental or physical health. Now on with the show. Hi, my beautiful listeners. I am so thrilled that you're here for another episode. This episode is so important about the privilege of emotion on so many levels. And when I was going back to produce this to get it out to you today, I realized that there might have been a couple of really important factors that I was adding. So this is kind of um, a pre episode to what you will be listening to. And I just wanted to say that not only are emotions a privilege to experience to really uncover who you are uniquely um, in light of all of the covering up that we do through consuming alcohol, through the highs and the lows um, that really change the experience. It's kind of this false reality that we're living into. Um, But they really are your greatest tool for overcoming adversity and building resilience. And so, so much of the time, we are using alcohol as a tool for maintaining, as a tool for moving through stress, as a tool for moving through adversity. But what happens on the other side of that 
is that that problem is still there and it gets buried deeper and deeper inside of us. And now we don't go live in the past and make excuses for the past creating our present or our future, but to understand them and to reflect on them and to heal um, so that we can become stronger and more resilient as individuals is really the process that changing your relationship to alcohol allows you to move through. So in this current time where there is a global crisis on our hands, the process of rewriting your relationship to alcohol is the process of strengthening your inner resilience. Everyone that I have worked with, everyone that I've interviewed for this podcast comes out on the other side of alcohol so much stronger and so much more ready to face a time like this or to face a situation that is out of their control, whether that's loss of a loved one, a job, an illness. They are so much more equipped because they've already put the work in of just changing your relationship to alcohol and becoming familiar with the emotional self and allowing of emotions. So not only is it our privilege, but it is a necessity. It is a necessity to be able to cope and move through life with grace in a way that's going to support you, your loved ones, and your future so that when things show up, and in particular a time like this where everyone is experiencing this and it is out of your control, you have gone through this. You have taken yourself through the process of not only ending a um you know a dependency on alcohol and changing that but then going back to well what were the problems that i was actually solving for with alcohol that i didn't even know existed or that i did know existed and sometimes you start drinking because you're solving for a problem and then you're always drinking and this was my case you're always drinking so then as problems in life arise you just kind of handle them with alcohol and so when the alcohol's gone you're kind of faced face-to-face with yourself, face-to-face with reality. And what I really like to invite you, the listener and my clients to know is that's okay. This is the point. We want to know who we are uniquely. We want to love ourselves. We want to embrace the emotions so we can choose moment to moment how to respond. You know, and even if we know we're overwhelmed and the kids are at home and they need to be fed and they need schooling and, um, you know, now what are my options at the end of the day? And I'm going to, after I finish this recording right now, I'm going to add a bonus meditation called pause before you pour. And um, the process of changing a relationship with alcohol does start before you stop drinking. It absolutely does. And the process is slowing down. The process is slowing down to pause before you pour to ask yourself in this moment and then to observe so you don't stay in that habitual mindset you start to become the observer and you can do this while you're drinking and it will start to bring a greater awareness to why you're drinking and is it really supporting you is it really changing anything about your experience because all that it really is doing in reality is it's lowering your inhibitions it's putting a veil over the experience whether it's good or or bad. And um, it's really limiting you from the privilege that it is to explore and experience an emotion, good or bad, from beginning to end, and then proceeding forward. And so there's always a moment to pause, um, whether or not there's a chaotic situation. And even that time that you're taking to pour and to drink, it seems like the easiest, quickest option. But 
um, if you take a moment to tune into this meditation, that'll be um, less than five minutes. We always have a five minutes where we could pause and pop into the bathroom, pop out back, um, even if we have babe in arms. Um, and um, I'm hoping that you'll use this as a tool and a resource. So the the process of rewriting your relationship with alcohol is really tuning into and exploring the privilege that it is to live in the emotional body and the necessity that it is for your survival. So enjoy this episode. I hope that this finds you well and lovely, and I will talk to you soon. Have a wonderful day. Welcome back, my beautiful listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in and really send a big thank you to yourself for just taking the time to dive deeper into getting support, but also into the inquiry of not just your relationship with alcohol, but with yourself and with life. When we have a close relationship with anything or something as part of our regular and daily life that is creating thoughts and feelings, um, it is a really a reflection of a deeper part of ourselves or even part of ourselves that we're not tuning into. So it could really be an amazing opportunity of self-exploration and you know, the, what I've been talking about and the approach that I take with myself and my clients is that it's a really an opportunity to see what's possible for you on the other side of alcohol. So rather than just quitting alcohol and keeping everything the same, you're using that changing of relationship, the inquiry of mindset and emotion to use, to take advantage of the mind, the emotions, and yourself of what's possible and the amazing expansiveness that we have as human beings to really tune into who you are and to become more uniquely who you are and start to explore life in ways that you never even thought possible. And so that's when this work can actually be really fun and really enjoyable. And today I wanted to talk about the privilege of emotion. And this is something that keeps coming up for me in conversations that I'm having. I just did a podcast interview for another podcast, which I'm really excited about. And they were asking me about my magical powers and, um, you know, more and more as I have changed my relationship with alcohol, and you guys have obviously seen this when I was, you know, um, offered the moon meditations and talking about the divine feminine, is that it was the exploration into my emotions and the layers of who I am uniquely and innately as a woman that really allowed me to, first of all, embrace the the layers of the divine feminine, of femininity that I had never explored, that society hadn't really encouraged. Um, and although I was able to allow emotions at a time, embracing them as a privilege wasn't something that I really worked on and practiced through my yoga studies and my studies of mindfulness. It was um, just really a neutral base basis. But when you look at the power and privilege um, and pleasure that it really is to be a woman because of the innate ability we have to tune into the full spectrum of our emotional body. It really takes experiencing the emotions next level. And, um, 
you know, I'm not going to apologize for talking about the difference between men and women, women, because we know that there, we can all do the same thing. We all have emotional bodies, but we do run on different cycles. And, um, and this is my personal experience and my personal opinion and things that, um, the work that I have done with the divine feminine and now men and women, um, and however, you know, you do, um, show up in the world as far as gender neutrality, we all have inside of us a combination of both feminine and masculine energies. And even men have some are more dominant in their feminine energies and so on and so forth. But when it comes to the cycles of a woman, we run in this 28 day cycle, um, on hormones where men run more in a 24 seven cycle. And so that that's where we see the differences where men run in 24 hours and it comes up and it goes down and women. And if you chart your cycle and follow, and that's why the phases of the moon are this reflection, this weight, this new moon, the waning, or excuse me, the waxing, the full moon, the waning, the dark moon, you can very clearly see that in your own cycle, regardless of what phase of life you're in, that these are the similar patterns that happen. And now they're not to say to use these as excuses, but they're amazing observations, I believe, to tune into, to look at as a privilege for the compass of how to navigate your life. And I think, and still I do this. I, um, my partner who you guys got to hear, um, is quite the busybody, and he, which is amazing. He love he is a contractor. So he works on projects all the time and we, it's been beautiful out. And so we've been doing a lot of stuff around the house since quarantine. Um, but I, there was a couple of days where I was just not only just tired, but I really just wanted some downtime. I had wanted to kind of reap the benefits of the work that we did and really tune into not just being with the family through working, but really being with them and enjoying them, enjoying the experience. And, you know, immediately I kind of felt guilty for not, you know, moving at the same pace that he was and really wanting to just take some downtime to like, just relax. I have this hammock set up that's like in the sun. It's like in the sun right now, it's like a couple of hours a day and it's gorgeous. And you're looking up these beautiful tall trees and you know, it's like, what's the point of doing all of this work if we're never going to sit down and enjoy it? And so tuning back into honoring myself as an emotional being and the the feminine aspect of me, um, I really noticed kind of the guilt that I was having. And I even had a conversation with him and said, and there's no pressure on his end or anything like that. But um, I was just saying, you know, this is where I'm at. And it could have been based on hormones too, or just like, and also the exhaustion of all of the thinking about what's going on and the shift and the transitions and the change and all of that stuff that when we are constantly pushing all of that, um, that information that our bodies are telling us away, then there's this lack or this void or this missing piece. And so we go to search for it outside of ourselves when it was always there all along. And so it is our internal navigation device that allows us to detach from the circumstance our story and just be with what is. So sometimes if we feel an emotion innately rather than just experiencing it, 
We want to make it mean something. And because of centuries of conditioning, we have dampened our emotions. We have hidden our emotions because as women, we have been told it's too much. It's too... And, and, and men too, and this is where I believe that there's um, the emotional body, the emotional experience is not praised or recognized in our society currently. And I believe we're coming back to understanding that and just being with it. And it doesn't have to be this lengthy conversation. It doesn't, it can, it can just simply be a statement to yourself that I'm feeling this and that's okay. And you don't have to attach to a story about it. In fact, when you let go and you don't become the emotion is when it moves more easily through you and you don't want to reach for a drink or a cookie or, you know, the shopping bag um, where you can just simply know that this is life. This is the experience. What is this telling me? What do I need for my body? Maybe I need some water. A lot of times I know, um, when it comes to alcohol, a lot of times like, oh, a drink sounds good, but actually maybe I'm just hungry. I know that I went through that experience where I would try food, water, or just rest, um, to see maybe it's one of those those natural, um, the necessities that I need and my body is triggering me to get this pleasure response for something that could easily be solved with a simple glass of water. And so a lot of mindset work that comes from more of a masculine perspective really focuses on the thoughts, that thoughts are the creation of feelings and which they are, right? We can think a thought and we're seeing this more, more prevalent than ever before. You think a thought, you turn into the news and automatically triggers a feeling. But because we stem from being emotional beings, ideas were, and the way that we started thinking and creating came later as far as the human experience, but emotions were more innate. um, And that was like more of the survival thing, right? Fight or flight instinct is is, um, more of our innate response. So If we can tune into that and then tune out of the story, we're using that as a power and a privilege to see from our own intuition, what do we need? What is this telling us without having any other influences, but becoming quiet, noticing the sensations that we're experiencing in the body? And of course, if you haven't listened to the first few episodes of this podcast, I highly recommend going back because those are the five shifts process that you really have to start looking at to really rewrite your relationship with alcohol in a way that tunes you into the natural experience of just being human. You have to detach from the thoughts, from the emotions, from the experience and be able to witness them and be able to just pure experience, just simple experience for what they are. So you ditch the judgment, which is one of the steps, and you come back to intuition and pure experience without labels, without judgment, without good, bad, right, or wrong. And that's why I say, you know, I ditched the labels and the judgments to move away from my relationship with alcohol because it wasn't until I just said, it's okay. Just like that motherly aspect, it's okay. 
Do this if you want to do it. Be okay with the outcome if you're going to drink and just let it go and don't make it mean anything. And as soon as I did that, it was that one shift. And Matthew and I talk about this in the podcast where I interview him. It was that one shift of not having that internal conversation, that internal battle that finally, once I stopped having the argument with myself, it stopped being as much fun in a weird way. And of course, the reason that it was even coming up for me, the argument was because I had changed. On so many levels, I had changed and alcohol wasn't part of who I was becoming or the full expression of the woman that I was. I was a mother and I was maturing and evolving. And I've said this before that Changing your relationship with alcohol is really just a natural um, maturing process and because it's so ingrained in culture and in our lives and it is a way that we can continue to be empowered women in this really weird way because we because our emotional intelligence hasn't been the... Um, the go-to for empowerment, um, we continue to do it because it's socially acceptable. But to say, you know what, I'm just going to slow down and instead of having that drink, I'm just going to take a moment to check in with myself. I mean, people would not understand that, but that's okay because this is part of the evolutionary process of what's happening with human beings. Now we're being woken up. We're becoming awake to not only can we think and create new, amazing, wonderful technologies, but we can also use our emotional intelligence and the innate nature of who we are and combining those together is superhuman. So it doesn't have to be just the masculine or just the feminine. The combination of both, which is really like the sacredness of who we are, that's where our superpowers live. That's when you go beyond the 3D And so I really think by moving further and further away from the emotional intelligence, especially as women, to raise up in the rankings to become more equal in society with men, we have further and further moved away from our truest nature. And because of that, we have created this void or a lack. And then we spend so much time searching for that missing piece. And like I was saying, that's more socially acceptable. And this tuning back in with the power and equality in society and then tuning back into the emotional nature and embracing what it means to be a woman, the combination of that is a force to be reckoned with. And I am just thrilled that I have this information and that I can start to guide my clients into the the privilege of navigating your life through awareness of emotions. Now, this doesn't mean you let emotions dictate your actions. This means you tune in to and you observe, and then you move with grace by discerning what does that mean? And then you make an informed action, an informed decision when you don't get wrapped up in a story. Now, why emotion has been feared for centuries, I believe it's because they are extremely powerful. It is because the emotional self is the closest thing that connects our human experience 
to the mysteries and the nature of reality in life. It's extremely, extremely powerful. And when you tune into your emotions, you stop needing less of the outer world. You stop needing the recognition and the acceptance and the validation or the things that are being sold to you because you're finding that wholeness inside. And this is true. It's happened to me and it happens to my clients. And more and more, I'm just experiencing so much more joy and satisfaction with every day, with the things that I'm just naturally experiencing from life, the simple pleasures of just enjoying my food and my family and nature. And when you... when you're tuned into you and a strong sense of self and what you need moment to moment, you become the ruler of your own life, that sovereign nature. And I like to say the queendom of who you are. We are searching for the meaning and purpose of who we are because we have been conditioned to tune out of who we are and seek the answer elsewhere in a bottle of wine, in a shopping bag, in a cheesecake, whatever it is. You will never, ever find, the search will never be over because it will never be found elsewhere until it is remembered inside of who you are innately. And so, like I said earlier, when I talk about mood medicine, it's because it's a guide to the sacred self of of who we are as a woman and tuning back into that natural piece of what it means to be a human and what it means to to be woman, to be feminine. And really what I want you guys to take away from this episode is what is the worst that can happen if you experience an emotion that is meant to be felt? The worst that can happen is you create a thought spiral by attaching a story to it. But outside of that, if you can notice that, if you notice, wow, I'm having a high or a low, right, from just kind of the normal way, then you can pause What's the story I'm creating around this emotion and what's wrong with it? And, you know, what's wrong with this emotion? And what I'm going to tell you is nothing's wrong with it. And so you allow the emotion as a tool for change, as a tool for information, as a as maybe a reflection of the other person, of the experience. You're being triggered. Why? You inquire further. And then this is how you build your internal resources. And so discerning all of the information that the outer world is telling you about who you need to be more of starts to fall away because there is nothing that you need or no one you need to be more of than who you are already uniquely. uniquely. The only thing you need to do is find a deeper sense of remembering who she is. And I really believe that this deficit that we go about in our current modern day life really is the key to solving many, many of our mental health problems, many addictions, um, especially when it comes to anxiety and depression, is because we have been taken so far away from the, the natural wonder of who we are that we just need to pause and go back there to say, I am an emotional being, I am a woman, and it is a privilege to be able to experience this full spectrum of emotion and to experience joy and playfulness and silliness and sexiness and power and grief and sadness and all of it. And I'm going to love her and embrace her in every moment. And so next time you get ready to have a drink, Just simply pause and ask yourself, 
what will this change for me? Is this going to solve the way that I'm feeling right now? Maybe you're even feeling really excited or happy. Is this going to make it better or is this going to even maybe dull where I'm at right now? And so I'll invite you to do that and Um, I would really love to talk to you about this so we can just move through this together. Your emotions are welcomed and they are amazing. So embrace them and know that you can just watch them. That is our superpower as human beings is to be able to witness the emotion. This is what creates emotional intelligence and it's awesome. And this is what we want to teach our next generation and the example we want to lead for others that we're in control of our emotions by by knowing them more, by becoming more familiar with them. You guys have an amazing day. Take care of each other. Take care of yourself and please reach out and I'll talk to you soon. Have a wonderful day. The process of unraveling your story outside of the confines of alcohol is truly a sacred and beautiful journey of the self. Rediscover who you are and a whole new world again. Stop by my website, Mary Wagstaff Coach. to get instant access to the on-demand workshop of my revolutionary five shifts approach. And while you're there, you can sign up for a one-on-one consultation where we will create together your life intention. This is the framework for which all of your decisions around alcohol are made from your truest and highest self. In addition to working remotely worldwide, I host private one-on-one healing retreats at my sanctuary in Mount Hood, Oregon. I can't wait to connect.